0: welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 70. 70 podcasts are still going strong so I appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens um, each week and I hope that you're getting um, taking just a little bit of um, inspiration, motivation, education away from each and every podcast that you do listen to. So thank you very much. Now today I've got another very special guest with me. Now she has been on a couple of times before now in fact. And we spoke, spoke about a number of different things. Today, we're going to touch on the basics of nutrition because nutrition is one of the key elements to a successful health and fitness journey, whether it be weight loss, strength, um, just overall general health, nutrition plays a very, very important role. And a lot of people struggle with it. So we're going to break it down into basic form, talk about it 101, just really all the basic nuts and bolts. And I'm obviously talking about Kelly Greenslade from Up Yourself Training. So hopefully there's some great takeaway notes and messages from this podcast, but for now, let's get on with it. Good morning, Kelly, how are you going?
1: Wonderful, and yourself?
0: I'm good, thank you. It is still morning. No, it's not morning, it's, it's afternoon. Not, it's not <laughs> this morning, This is how, uh, how busy it gets in our industry at the moment. You forget what day it is, what, let alone what time it is.
1: Yeah, we're all running 45 minutes later,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, anyway. So, obviously, I wanted to get you in here. You've been on the podcast a few times now, uh, three or four times, in fact, haven't you? Yeah. Mainstay. You're a regular. (laughs) I have to give you a regular credit. (laughs) Um, And I wonder, it dawned on me the other day that we haven't, or I haven't in particular, talked uh, about just the basics of nutrition. It seems to be a massive stalemate with so many people, um, whether it be tracking calories or macros or understanding clean nutrition compared to just If it fits your macros people tend to take advantage of that terminology um a lot of people struggle or are um what's the word refuse to take the time to learn how to track calories as well big roadblock um you know or they just don't have a good understanding of general nutrition you know when they say i eat pretty good yeah yeah what does that actually mean so yeah so i know you've got a little a little mini course coming up Soon that you're um you're going to launch yes. and I thought it'd be a good opportunity to obviously talk about the parameters of all of this and uh, and just shoot the breeze in regards to general nutrition for general population really
1: yeah yeah what are you reckon yeah thanks great idea <laughs> but I also agree with everything you said um and we were talking just beforehand mm. um about this and leading into recording and um one of the biggest roadblocks as we were talking about is the fact that people don't put their time into that self-development. So I remember uh, starting with you and you gave me my uh, calories at the time and macros. So you asked me, do you want a meal plan or do you want Mm. um, to track your food? And you encouraged me at that time to track my food because of the sustainability of of that, uh, doing it in that manner. So rather than, you know, it's really hard – uh, especially now that I'm in that space as well, <laughs> doing meal plans, it's really hard to make a meal plan interesting for people, right? That's like it. It's going to be chicken, broccoli and rice kind of situation. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. People have very, very different taste buds. Yeah. I look at things very differently to other people, the way that other people look at things. And so uh, for me, I like to do the same thing and mm. encourage people to track calories. And when I first looked up, I remember when you said to me, yep, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Mm. When I first looked up, if it fits your macros, there's this big stigma, I think, on social media in particular around eating burgers all the time. <laughs> and like, you know, those massive, yeah. like, cheat meals, yep. inverted commas, mm. and like, these ridiculous uh, ways that people were, were using that if it fits your macros, um, you know, thing. Mm. And that's also not what it's about. So no. I think that um, there's a lot of misinformation out there around so. all of that stuff. And so I would go home and research a little bit myself about it, but then I would come to you and say, you know, is this right or is this a a good source to be reading from or learning from? And I really did spend quite a lot of my time uh, going, diving into that because for myself, the more that I read uh, about, you know, from good sources obviously, the more I read about it, the more it made sense as to why I would do it and why I would eat in that manner. So then I became extremely passionate about it, and here I am today there you doing go. it. So absolutely
0: fast yeah. forward, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, you're right. Um, so I think social media has a lot to to be blamed for here in regards to like like this. I remember when I did my first contest prep, and obviously you become quite obsessed with food when you are deprived of it. And I don't mean like in terms of not eating at all, but you have to eat obviously incredibly clean. So you start coming across all these sites that are dedicated to making all the re- most ridiculous foods primarily ones that are, uh, are still fit your macros yes. you know so stupid messy pancake things and burger things and all yeah. this all this chemical crap yeah um chemical yeah it is it's <laughs> chemical shit storms but they you know they're, they're attractive to the eye because obviously they're multi-colored and all sorts of crap but um, it, it, people go down that path and they, they they try and fit anything they can in into their macros when, yeah. you know, you nutrition is, well, at the end of the day, it's frigging, you know, it's fuel. It's, it's natural medicine. It, it, it fuels your body. It looks after your body. It heals your body. It, it does everything for you. So, you know, um, so I guess in regards to, The basics of nutrition. Let's 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 break it right down. So in terms of someone who, well, you mentioned the meal plan before. Yes. Okay. That, in my opinion, and and you can agree or disagree with it, but um, a lot of it's not um a long term.
1: Solution. Solution. That's yeah. the word I'm looking
0: for. No. no. So it's it's great as a stopgap at the start to help someone get started. And look, I've got clients on meal plans now for that very reason. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the the overall goal is to get them across to flexible dieting because. Yes. A meal plan as you just said it it's very hard to develop to cater for an individual you know it's not going to be abundance of recipes and fancy foods and all this sort of stuff no you know you're limited you are limited limited. yeah that's right because you know at the end of the day if someone's prepping their food they don't want to be spending 16 hours cooking cooking meals (laughs) all these adventurous complex we are not
1: on (laughs) master (laughs) chef
0: exactly so it needs to be basic it needs to be simple but it also needs to provide, uh, I guess, an education. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would
1: you agree? Yeah, 100%. And I know that um, there's some clients who are on meal plans. So mm. if I have a client who's on a meal plan, what I'll often do is give them a the meal plan, but I'll encourage them to track their meals for that meal plan. Absolutely. Um, to get them in that space of learning how to track because they can't go too far off track, right? Yeah. Because... Yep. You've given them what they have to eat. Exactly. But it's a stepping stone for them to learn how to track their food, mm. uh, and that's something that I've only just started um, because I re- I agree with you. I think that tracking your food for and you don't have to track. I think one of the biggest problems is people think that they've got to track for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that initially turns people off, and because it is a skill and you don't have that skill to start with, it does take time. Like a language. Yeah, like correct. Language, yeah. yeah, 100%. That's what I refer to it as mm. as well. It's in different language. So it takes a lot of time to learn how to do it initially. Yep. Yes, it is gonna take you half an hour at night to work out your food for the next day. Mm. But what else are you doing? Are you scrolling on your phone through <laughs> TikTok for half an hour? Because yeah. probably. Looking at a food porn. Yeah. So <laughs> and it comes back to, and we touch on this every time we talk i'm sure but that time factor yeah people bring that up all the time as a roadblock for them is like oh it takes so much time yeah it does but if you're in front of the tv looking at instagram you could be best spending that learning about your food and then that's going to set you up forever because it's not always going to take you half an hour at night yep To track your food. Also, you don't need to do that for the rest of your life. The reason why you would be tracking is because you have, you know, an event coming up where you just need to tighten your food up. Mm. But you can drop off and on it. Um, you know, if you if you learn about your food, you can drop off and on it and still maintain a decent physique. And then if you feel like you're like, oh, I'm a couple of, you know, a couple of kilos heavier or my dress isn't quite fitting me the way it used to you can always rein it back in by tracking for another three months okay. and then going back off of it again because i know it is it can be time consuming you don't want to do it all the time for your entire life and no. that's fine but it does take a lot less time the more that you do it
0: well the more you do it the better you get it so yeah. don't you? yeah yeah well, because
1: you know because you can look at your your macro splits which you should probably talk about for anyone who doesn't know what a macro split is yep. um but you can look at your macro splits and say oh well i've got you know 100 grams of carbohydrates left i've only got 30 grams of protein i've got about 10 15 grams of fats and just by looking at that now for myself i've, I've been doing how long have i been with you three and a half years yeah, similar, yeah. three and a half years so i've been doing it for three and a half years um on and off i had obviously had a break of it from uh, Post comp after we finish reversing mm. uh, to give myself that mental break from yep. it, uh, but I'm back on on tracking now. But I can look at that and I can go, oh well, I know that you know I can fit in chicken and pasta into that because it's predominantly carbohydrates and protein that I need to fill. And the only reason I know that though is because I've tracked for so long, and yeah. so I know how to easily fill in those gaps now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I guess that's the uh, like the point you raised before about people fearful of having to track the rest of their lives. That's yeah. right. You don't. You can. You can get to a point where you're confident and comfortable in just intuitively eating because you can still. Within probably I don't know twenty percent accuracy still yeah. guesstimate where you're at,
1: which is no better than packaged food. Hundreds right? those, is exactly those right. Those pre-prep meals are yeah. about twenty percent variance as well. Exactly that's so, exactly right. Yeah.
0: Um. So you said macros. Yeah. So that's a good point. So I guess um you know calories obviously been around a long time um to quantify you know food macros um effectively you know carbs, proteins fats. The reason that we track macros for anyone that doesn't know is that the splits are incredibly important. You know, the body needs so much protein, the body needs so much carbohydrate, and the body needs so much fat. You can't necessarily function correctly in terms of your specific goals if you're just tracking overall calories with no understanding of the split. So you could be completely under eating on protein, overeating on fat, overeating on carbs, which is very, very common. Always. Yeah.
1: Especially women are terrible. Terrible at um, protein, protein consumption. Yeah, absolutely horrific at it.
0: Big time. So that that's why you, it's it's very important to know where your splits lie and obviously get direction in regards to what they should be. Um, and like you said, most people do under-eat them. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's so so common, particularly if you're lifting weight too. That's a that's a um, important point. Yeah, um, proteins are you know the fundamental um, macro for supporting recovery, growth, strength training in general yeah. um yeah
1: yeah definitely and i know that um one of the biggest things um as well when i'm talking to people so that yeah they don't understand so when people say oh, i'm eating healthy they come to you for the first time they're like no no i eat relatively <laughs> healthy right you know you know it happens <laughs> well, that and, was all all. and i can't lose this weight and i eat really healthy yeah and you're like oh what does that look like have you ever trapped your food no no So how do you know what you're eating what's going into your body? They're like, oh, well, I I don't, but you eat healthy. Yeah, well, I eat salad for lunch. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So apparently the definition of healthy eating these days is having a salad for lunch. But I know that like there's several people who I've put on flexible dieting, so they've started tracking their food. Yeah. And through tracking their food, for the first couple of weeks, I say to them, when they first start, I say, I just want, don't worry about your calories, don't worry about your macro splits to start with. Mm. For the first two weeks you're with me, I want you just to track, eat normally, yeah. and just put it in my Fitness Pal so we can have a look at what it looks like, yep. and we can go through it then. And these people come up to me, and they're like, oh, my God. I didn't realize that an avocado has <laughs> so much... Like, I've been eating half an avocado on toast. Yeah. And avocado is... It is a super good food for you, right? Yes. And it's always plugged as, like, a superfood mm-hmm. or healthy whatever, fat. Healthy yeah, good fat, whatever. Healthy fat. I healthy mean. fat, that's yeah. it. And, but it is super high in fat. And yep. fat, given the amount of calories that are in a fat, is going to often tip people over... Yeah. What they think they're actually consuming but they think they're eating healthy because they're eating an avocado that's it yeah so yeah it's like tr- tricky yeah <laughs> well that's
0: if people have oh, i've smashed avocado and two eggs for breakfast on sourdough bread like all those things when you break it down like eggs yes good they're good yeah. it's a good fat it's yeah. got protein source. absolutely very nutritious avocado as you said very nutritious sourdough bread it's definitely a good bread out of all the breads yeah um but when you look at add that them from it a, together. yeah add them all together in terms of uh caloric um amount it's it's very high <laughs> in a, fat it's a, it's a lot, lot, lot of fat higher. that'd be more than your day's intake yeah exactly um and you know that this is just how calories are what they are, it's how you measure foods, how you track foods, how you lose weight, it's how you gain muscle, it's, it is the be-all and end-all. So yep. while people sometimes refuse to track or don't want to track, unfortunately, you've got to have some parameters around the quantification of what you're eating. Otherwise, you're just going to tread water and cycle in and out of diets and all these sorts of things.
1: Well, the saying is, you don't know unless you know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so That's exactly right. So not tracking your food, you're never, you're never going to understand how much you're actually consuming therefore yeah. how are you supposed to create that calorie deficit which helps you lose the weight exactly. or on the flip side um a calorie surplus because you're trying to gain muscle or yeah. you're trying to build muscle or whatever it might be mm. uh you're trying to put weight on i have clients who try and put weight on um and struggle Yeah. and that's because they've got no idea what they're consuming <laughs> and then when you add it up through the day it's like, oh, I'm on a 1,000 calories, which is – I don't actually understand who can eat like that. Oh, my God.
0: I know. <laughs> like, that's not a lot. It's so – It's so – Not enough. Ridiculously low. I'm
1: hungry on 2,000.
0: So <laughs> <like> <laughs> <laughs> Perspective. Yeah. Oh, no. That's, oh, anyway. That's a whole other story. <laughs> what is too low. But, yeah, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um – no, I've lost my train of thought now. This podcast is going really well, isn't it? <laughs> um, what was I going to talk about? The Oh, yeah, let, let's go into the surplus because you mentioned the surplus. So let's yes. explain what, what that is.
1: Right. So um, I guess, you know, there's three different options we have when we, when we have clients who are looking at nutrition. Mm. So we've got maintenance, Yeah. Uh, calorie surplus, calorie deficit. So most people may have heard of calorie deficit so we're putting our calories under what we need to consume so that we're creating a deficit between so that we can lose the weight yeah so we're cons- we're consuming or creating some kind of a gap from what our body needs to consume to what we are actually consuming yep. that's a weight loss yeah. okay so calorie surplus so calorie surplus is a really hard one and i actually have been asked this question quite a lot this week in particular, because people have been asking if I'm competing again. Mm. So, when when we go into comp, we're in a deficit, we're cutting yep. down, we're losing body fat, and I'm going to say body fat, yes, because body it's fat. not about the weight. No. Uh, we're losing body fat to get to stage. Mm. We come out of stage. If we want to go into a new season, or a power powerlifters would be in this category um, yeah, yeah. as well, um, anyone who's technically wanting to build any kind of muscle for themselves is going to need to be in a surplus. Correct. So a surplus obviously is whatever our maintenance is. So maintenance is our base base amount of calories, I guess, that we consume, which will keep us at a regular weight mm-hmm. or a regular thing. Yep. Um, it, it's a baseline for us. Uh, so we, we need to be eating over that to be able to gain muscle because without the surplus, where are we going to gain muscle from? Yeah. There's no – it's very hard to gain muscle in a deficit. Incredibly difficult. Yeah. So we, we go into a surplus. We eat a lot of food. Yeah. Which is great at the time, but there also obviously comes that discomfort sometimes of, of feeling heavier or yeah. overweight or fluffy or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, and then – and then obviously cutting again. Yep. So, you know, we uh, I guess the easiest way to explain it is we go up and down with our calories in cycles to help us gain muscle in a surplus and then lose fat in a, in a deficit. Yeah. I guess is the easiest way to just put it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and look, it, it, you know, you can't... You just said it there. You can't... Well, you can't... No, I shouldn't say you can't because you can't... It's very difficult. It's very difficult <laughs> to... Develop natural muscle while in a, a deficit, you know. And primary reason is one if you're in a deficit, obviously energy levels are lower, so you're not going to yes. be able to train as hard. Productivity is going to be less. Yes. Um, intensity. And it, yeah, yeah. intensity is down, um, you know. W- but when you're in a surplus, and you can verify this because obviously you've done it several times, hours of eye, your energy's through the roof because you're eating so much food and yeah. you're not hungry, you're not depleted, you're not tired, you very, very rarely feel flat, yeah, yeah, and you can use strength. Just goes through the roof. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Again,
1: which is why power lifters are often in that oh, a huge that, amount of weight. Yeah, uh, food, that sorry. category, and they hold a lot more um, weight because yeah. they've got bigger muscle. Yep. Um, and you know, to to be able to lift the weight that they're lifting, they need that that mm. extra um energy in their body. Hundred percent. Yeah, and yep. we fidget more too, so yes. when we're in surplus and things like. Mm. And it's those little things that I think people um don't think about on a yeah. daily basis. So people who are feeling flat and tired um, are usually probably not consuming enough food yes. for themselves. And that's why they're always trying to – because a big one, again, that comes up is I'm too tired to come to the gym. Yep. Um, and when I ask about their food, they're not able to tell me. So, again, it's one of those things where if you don't know what you're consuming, you don't know what you're you, consuming. You don't
0: know if you don't know. And that's a good point, actually. If you, if you are regularly tired or struggling for energy – it could simply come down to the amount of food you're consuming or lack thereof. Hmm. Um, but the ironic thing is, if you spend the time building your metabolism up,
1: hmm.
0: you can effectively increase your food intake quite substantially, can't you? Well, hundred yeah. percent.
1: well, you would know because yeah. my so my maintenance when I first started with you would have been down near fifteen hundred. I, I know. reckon. Um, and we – well, maybe 1,600 because we were sitting at about 1,415 for the first big block that I was with you. But okay, what
0: was that at that point? What what, what do you put that down to?
1: <sighs> Lots of different things. Years of different diets and yeah, things like that. Well, like yeah, a well, I, I came to you on 1,200. Yeah, right. Um, I came to you trying to eat 1,200 calories. Mm. Um, And, yeah, back off of – so I did – I'm not going to name any – um, things, but I did all of the diet So like all of them, like yeah. you think of any diet you've ever heard of, yeah. and I've tr- probably tried except for the 800 calorie diet. Like uh, I never never stupid. tried that one. But yeah. so I'm on 1200 calories. Cause, and again, um, my Fitness Pal is a I rate it 100%. I use it. I tell all my clients to use it. It's a great app. However, yeah. if you happen to put in there you, you're a woman and you want weight loss yeah. as one of your goals. Uh, and you put in something like, I want to lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks or whatever mm. it is, because people do do that. Yeah, of course they do. Um, it will spit out 1,200 calories for you to consume as yeah. your goal, as your target. Like even it's saying, this is how many calories you need to eat. And because I didn't engage with a coach mm. at the start, how would I know any difference? No, you so don't. I'm like, oh, cool, 1,200 calories it is, right? Yeah. So I came to you on 1,200. The first thing you did to me when I signed up with you, you put me straight up to 1,600 calories. Mm. And I went, that's ridiculous. I came, <laughs> I came to you to lose weight, and everyone knows it's calories in, calories out. Yeah, that's right. you
0: got to eat less. I
1: need to eat less.
0: <laughs> what are you doing?
1: And I, I, it, I did. I struggled for the first two months wrapping my head around it. Yeah. But once I started tracking properly, and once I started eating the 1,600, my weight went down and I'm like, what is this fuckery? (laughs)
0: This is Jedi magic.
1: This is like, you're like a Superman or something. (laughs) Anyway, so I remember that and then we had to drop it down a little bit more because I, you know, plateaued, all that kind of stuff. So, again, reason for having a coach. So, but I would have, I reckon when I first started with you, I would have been at 1600 of maintenance. Yeah. I would say that my maintenance is around two thousand now. Yeah. So that's probably we've probably done about four or five cut cycles in between comps and all yep. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um. And I again, I'm on so I'm a mini cut now, mm. and I'm. St- starving at 2000 and I would never in my wildest dreams have thought when I first came to you Mm. that I would say to you in three and a half years time I'm hungry at 2000 calories (laughs) like uh, when I first started eating that amount of food when you first took me off of my lower stuff and started reversing me out after transformation Mm. I struggled like I struggled to fit in 2000 calories now like have at it. Give me more. Like. <laughs> give me more. Give me more, <laughs> But like, it's proof. I don't look. And we were having this conversation as well the other mm. day. I don't look anything like I do at all. Um, at the same weight. Oh anymore. no. Either. Yep. So. That's what well, It works. <laughs>
0: that's the definition of body recomposition, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. You're effectively um increasing your muscle mass um uh, decreasing your body fat percentage and improving your metabolism yeah all in the one exactly. thing now but when i say and this is a, probably a bit of a segue but um increasing your muscle mass you don't look like she-hulk
1: no no not at all,
0: do you not get at do all. you get do you still get that now do you get
1: yes yeah, so, females come to you and yeah, say i don't so, want to get bulky one of the biggest things is is that yeah. exact comment so as soon as i talk about um building muscle yeah the first thing that pops into everyone's heads, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something yeah. like that's the first thing. But the thing that people don't realize is that, number one, as soon as you turn a certain age, your body starts eating itself, basically, mm-hmm. because it's just the aging process. Yep. So if you don't keep up your strength training uh, in particular your muscles will deteriorate and yep. get smaller and smaller and smaller as you get older. Right. So there's the first one. And the older you get, the harder it is to put muscle on. Yep. And the other thing is, is that the more muscle you have, the more efficient your body is at burning fuel. Yes. So the more muscle you have, the more food you get to eat. Yes. And I don't know anyone who doesn't want to eat some good food. <laughs>
0: Fair point. And if they <laughs> there's do, there's, they're weird. There's a tissue t- in that. <laughs>
1: You really have to start a t-shirt. I (laughs) know. I think I should start
0: a side business with t-shirt quotes. Um, But that's a really good point. And the fact that you just said, um, you know, the more muscle you carry. But that doesn't mean you're going to get bigger. No. It means you're going to get more quality muscle, denser muscle, thicker muscle. But it doesn't necessarily mean you will look bigger.
1: No. So I think that um, the biggest change in myself, again, is that... I I look completely different. I'm no bigger or smaller technically. It just actually means that, again, through it's like body composition, I've less body fat. Yeah. I've got more muscle and less body fat. So I could, I'm technically the same size. Yeah. But it's muscle and not body fat, and yep. so therefore it gives that aesthetically pleasing appearance rather yes. than you feeling like a potato.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be racist to the potatoes. I like I like my potatoes.
1: Don't be veggies.
0: Yeah, veggies. <laughs> Oh dear. But that so that, yeah. Look, that's that's a very common stigma, and you know. But how much how much cardio do you do at the moment? Zero. Zero. No, no, we don't like cardio. No, we don't do cardio. Oh, well, we do, but it's very minimal. Minimal. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I guess the old school way of thinking is eat less, do lots of cardio. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've been down that path yep. yourself, um, to lose weight or to I, lose fat. Or I right, hate what?
1: running. I hate <laughs> running with a passion. Like, I number one, half the time I could never do it properly. Right. But when I could do it properly, so when I lost weight and we had to do cardio. Yeah. And I said. I said to you after the last comp, I'm like, I only run five kilometers. Like, and you're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I could now. like, yeah. And I did. And I ran a 5K. And I'm like, oh, I really hate this. Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. like, but I mean, it's just something random after comp. Sh- you comp brain. I'm going to blame that. Yeah, fair enough. But I think that another, like, this, going away from nutrition a little bit, but the stigma behind the weightlifting side of stuff your heart rate is still high. You still get a heart rate up. Yep. Matt, Emily's a perfect example. Yeah. What was hers this morning? What was it 194 190, or something? Yeah, 192 or something this morning for um, her hip thrusts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, guess up there. What's the highest? Have, have you checked yours?
1: Yeah. Well, I had to do the um, oh, max the, stuff yeah. for the nutrition course, yeah. and I did deadlifts for one of mine, and it's not my max. Mm. Um because I had to hit within a certain range, right, because mm. I'm not supposed to be hitting that cardio range. That's I'm right. I'm supposed to be hitting a certain range. So I had to – I did uh, 100 kilo deads, mm. and I did them for – I did I think it was 10 reps or 8 reps, and my heart rate was in in that 70 to 80% of my max HR. Yeah, so, max, yeah. Yeah, so it was like one – would have been 180-something. Yeah, right. So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. What do I need cardio for? I'm already smashing out like weight sessions, which are getting my heart rate up as well. So, it still releases all those really good happy
0: hormones and endorphins. 100%. Well. And that's that's an important point about the running you just said. Like, don't do something that you, you don't make. like. Yeah, don't put your, put your body under any unnecessary stress. Like, it, it's stressful enough to undertake a health fitness journey or a weight loss journey or whatever it is. You know, you've got to obviously learn a lot and, and do a lot and train hard and eat right and all those sorts of things. So don't pursue a sport or an activity that is really... You're not going to enjoy. it. No. Why? Why do you want to bounce out of bed if you're going to go? Fuck! I've got to go for a run this morning. No. Yeah. Just, it's no good for anyone, and yeah. and and chances are nine out of ten people will fall off before they get three months in. Hundred yeah. percent, because
1: you're not doing something you like to do. No. No. Exactly.
0: Does your husband listen to these podcasts? No. Can we throw him Maybe. on the bus?
1: You can throw him under the bus. Is that right? Well, want, he'll, be, he, he'll be he fine. He'll be fine. I want
0: to use him as an example in regards to his protein intake. And oh, yeah, His level yeah. of soreness. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to talk about that? Yeah.
1: So, uh, Lee does train with you. Yeah. Uh, which he likes. He likes training with you, except for last week when you completely and utterly slaughtered his <laughs> legs. In saying that, so... he. In his defence, he has he made a commitment at the start of his holidays to do three days a week at the gym, and he has stuck, he's stuck to that, to that until really? this week when he's he does actually have a horrific migraine, mm. but he has stuck to that. So he he found himself an accountability buddy who's in Townsville, So yep. they message each other, and so he's he's done his gym sessions regularly. So. I guess there's a couple of things in relation to muscle soreness. The first one is, uh, if you only train one day a week with a PT, yep. you will pull up sore every goddamn time because yep. you. How are you going to progress? You're not regular enough. There's no adaptation. All of those bits and pieces. So he's added that yep. that piece at least back into his regime. Yep. So he is more a much more regular and, and he is sore a lot less. Mm. Last week, last week you did legs with him. Mm. And he is—he was still sore by the weekend. So you train him on a Wednesday. Wednesday morning,
0: yeah.
1: Sunday he's still sore, right? That's yeah. some severe DOMS happening. <laughs> on Friday, in particular, uh, I made him his meals for the whole day so that he could we could gauge, I guess, where he's sitting with his nutritional intake. Okay. He he doesn't like tracking, and mm. that's that's fine. That's up to him. So you you have given him a meal plan. Yep. Uh, I made him a bowl of oats which have protein powder in them. Mm-hmm. I made him something for lunch. I'm pretty sure it was chicken and some chicken enchiladas or something like that for oh. lunch. And we had something similar for dinner, like a stir fry or something like that. Uh, and then he also had a yogurt. Um, in the middle of the day, had a banana and a couple of other bits and pieces. Okay. But once we calculated that whole day's worth of food for him, he would have been he would consume approximately uh, ninety grams of protein in a day. So, which might not mean anything to anyone who's no, listening. No, i was about to
0: say. So, what what should he be? Doing? So,
1: in perspective, I can't remember what split you gave him, but just generally as a guy, he should be on probably. What, what one what? and a half times that? Well, what's
0: his what's his weight at the moment?
1: Eighty
0: something. So the what's the rule of thumb? One point six to two point four. Yeah, one point so, six to So 2. two grams per body mass. So what yeah. what's that? What do you say? Sorry,
1: eighty. So, so one hundred six. So he should be on about one hundred and sixty. Let's say. Okay. One hundred and sixty grams of protein. He yep. consumed ninety. So there's seventy grams of pro. So almost almost half of his protein intake. Yep. Is missing from his diet. And so he's missing that building block to repair his body mm. properly, to be to not pull up sore for five days following his leg session with you. <laughs> yes.
0: So that's a perfect lesson, I guess, isn't it? Like it's wonderful. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny every time I got a message. <laughs> Generally, it wasn't a nice one, but that's all right. Um, so I guess that's a good lesson, like, you know, and it just goes to shows that that males as well as females can significantly under-eat on their protein yeah. if they don't have a general understanding of how much they should be eating. And that's, so, so the the rule of thumb is, you know, 1.6 to 2.4 grams of protein per kilo of body mass. Yeah. Um, to figure it out accurately, you're best just going with two, shoot to two.
1: Yeah.
0: Two grams per kilo. And then over,
1: over on that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think I actually had him on 200 if I remember. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, two grams per kilo of body mass, and that'll give you an approximate intake of protein yeah. at your current standing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But obviously, the more you train, the more you potentially need, the more muscle mass you have, the more you potentially need. Yeah, because so let's
1: face so it, I'm, I'm up there on yeah, mine. Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, everyone's got their own variables. So, yeah, uh, yeah protein is incredibly important.
1: And he's a good example as well of someone who has... So he doesn't – he's not a food person, so mm. he doesn't care for food too much. Okay. But it's to his depth. So it's good in a way because he clearly doesn't overeat anything. He yep. doesn't – he's not like me. Like, I love food. I love the taste of it. I love texture. I love the way that it looks. It smells like – I really enjoy food. I'm a, such a foodie. Yep. And so for me, it's hard not to eat food because I love it mm. so much. But – Lee doesn't care for it that much, okay. um, but to his detriment, that's damaged him in a way where he doesn't eat anywhere near enough. He's mm. a man, mm. so men, just as they are, lazy. always get the amazing side of nutrition, and they get to eat a shit ton of food, usually <laughs> much more than girls yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he should be on quite a lot of food and mm. he hasn't been for a really long time. So he's actually struggling to fit in the amount of food that is going to fuel his body in a way that is good for him. So to help him, you know, to help him pull up with no sore joints yeah. and like all of those bits and little niggles that come in as you age yeah. and you would know. What are you trying to say? Like, well, you <laughs> we're old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, like, you know, before I started with you, I, I, I would always be like, oh, my hips are sore, my knees sore, no. like pain here, pain there, like little bits and pieces and all those little things. And I always, like, people tell me I'm old now yeah. and I say, you know what, you can have it because I feel the best now at nearly 40 years old than i ever did in my 20s absolutely like a hundred times better Mm. and but it comes down to the fact that for three and a half years i have been eating like I give a shit about yeah. what is going into me. Yep. Yeah.
0: But yeah, but that's a good point. But you haven't like you've still had you've still gone out to dinner, you've still had yeah. to decode the drink. Yeah, yeah. So all of that still it's not like you're living in this bubble where you have to nope. weigh everything and, and all that sort nope. of stuff. So
1: No, so I will touch on after comp. So yeah. we revert well I reversed out of comp. Yep. Um and I track the whole time and I weighed everything because we need to do that. It is very important for us to do that. Yes. So we did. I did that, and I and then I said to you, I said I have an operation coming up in June. Mm. I'm gonna have three months off, uh, so I'm not tracking my food. I'm just gonna try and eat intuitively mm. for that time. Uh, I'm gonna um, leave my training at five days a week, yep. and I do that because I love it. Yep. And if I feel like it, I'll go six, but I don't put that pressure on myself. I mm-hmm. I say five days is that's suits my lifestyle. And I know I can do that every week. Yep. So I'm not tracking my food and I'm just going to have a break because I knew that, you know, um, we were going to be serious coming into next year's comp. So yep. giving myself a time off and I knew I'd have that rest, um, while I was, you know, and the moment that I let go of that whole, um, pressure around food and stuff like that, Things start slipping back in, right? So yeah. like you start licking your tablespoon from your peanut butter, yeah. or like you know little bits and pieces. And while whilst I never blew out, it's still all those little bits and pieces that kind of make up for for everything, right? But I still ate. Mostly the same food. So, yep. I, I and I still eat the same food now, kind of what I eat in comprap because now I actually like, I love it. My taste buds are 10 times better. Mm. So, if I eat very similar foods when I do go out for dinner now, so if we go out, cause grilled's one of my favorite, right? Oh. Absolute favorite. So, now I go out for a simply grilled burger. So, instead of having a simply grilled burger every weekend, because you know, if, I'm, if I fit your macros. Yeah. I make my own burgers at home, and then when I do go out, it's now a treat now. Yeah. It's and I think that we've lost that as well as like a society, like we call chocolate treats, but most people will consume those things like on a daily basis. Absolutely. So taking that treat part away, but having having a consistent food base and then you know getting to go out finally, yeah. It's, it tastes better. Yep. It tastes better. Of course it does. It's a yeah.
0: reward. It's, it's more enjoyable if you yeah. eat it all the time. And, well, it's not as enjoyable, is it? It's not no. as special so as whatever. No. Um, that's a very good point, actually. Um, what else are we going to talk about?
1: Well, I have... Um, I was going to bring up one of um, my girls in particular asked a question in my private Facebook group Okay. Um, that I'll bring up because I think it's extremely relevant to everyone. Yep. So I have... Um, she said to me, what she acknowledged was, she said, this is my biggest problem with eating, following meal plan, macros, whatever it is. Sure. She's got kids. She's a, she is a single mum, but she's right. got kids. I feel like that's a major point of it. Yes. She said, when my kids go to bed, I sit down at night in front of a Netflix, whatever it is, right? Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to treat myself because I've ha- I'm a mum had a big day i've just looked after the kids they're finally in bed i just want some time to myself right and she goes the first thing i do is i go and i eat something yeah so her so a lot of people treat themselves by food chocolate yeah chips yeah whatever it is whatever your little vice is Mm. wine wine yeah massive one yeah in my with my clients um and so, they're, they're, and so instead of – so having that um, mindset of I'm going to treat myself, right, and they go – and the first thing they do to treat themselves is consume alcohol or chocolate or chips or whatever it is. Yep. And it's a nightly thing because yep. your kid's going to go to bed every night. Routine. Right? And so every night they're like, oh, I'm exhausted. I should treat myself. <clears throat> oh, I'm exhausted. I should treat myself. And so then that habit rolls on and on and on. And then all of a sudden you've blown out your entire day's worth of calories Mm. for, you know, five to seven days of the week because you're having this little treat to yourself. So one of the biggest things that I'm working on at the moment with um, the the people in, in my team is let's change the way we think about treating ourselves. So instead of treating yourself with a chocolate, why don't you treat yourself with a face mask? Absolutely. Why don't you treat yourself with journaling? Why don't you treat yourself with whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. And then let's... So I think that the way we talk about food in society is probably not great either. It's not, no. No.
0: No, and, and that's a very good point. Um, but that type of food... Is so readily available now. Like yes. You, you just fucking get on an app and Uber Eats is Uber at your door e- in fifteen minutes.
1: We can get um. Couch, couch yeah, food. Yeah. Couch that, food on Uber. Yeah, from the yeah. big or something. BP, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah.
0: so easy, and obviously, you know, lockdowns and stuff made that even more prevalent because yes. people couldn't go to their local grocery stores or, for fear of obviously making contact And, it, and it's with all,
1: all comfort food. It's all comfort food. Yeah. So, so you yeah. feel great at the time you're eating a bar yeah. of chocolate, right? But then what happens the next day mm. that's when the fallout happens is you either beat yourself up and try and flog yourself at and the gym try or try and something. punish yourself yeah. through exercise instead of treating exercise what it is yep. as a it's something you're doing for yourself or exactly. for your body or to make you feel good. Yep. And it becomes a, a punishment, and then people fall off of the gym or their programs yep. because then they're using it as a punishment tool for the night before for their treat that they gave themselves for working hard. Yeah. Which so the whole thing, when you put it lay it out on a board, makes zero sense. It makes no sense whatsoever.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Actually, you know, I I urge anyone who, who has experienced that or or has that temptation to go to a packet in the cupboard or whatever, read the ingredients. Have a look at the ingredient panel and tell me, or not tell me, but and identify how many ingredients on that packet you can't actually pronounce, read, or understand. Yeah. There's or don't that, we know what they are. Don't know what they yeah. are. There's that much crap in the, in that, and that that potentially is a good way to then go. Hang on a second. Maybe I shouldn't be putting this in my body. Yeah. You know, and look, you know, where where human nature sort of suggested, and over the time, you know, evolution has allowed us to sort of get used to packet food and everything like that. And it's yeah. always going to be around, but if you can limit it, it's going to give you more of an opportunity not to emotionally eat it yeah you know
1: well again and that goes back to the taste bud thing as yeah. well right so a lot of those things are like high in salt high in sugar all mm. of those sorts of things so all of a sudden those things that are produced naturally in things yeah like fruit doesn't taste as sweet to people anymore because they're consuming so much through all this other well there's shit. a
0: lot of sweet um vegetables as yes. well yeah. People don't realise that like cats no, and carrot, they're, like, they're, they're all yeah.
1: sweet. Well people are like veggies are so dull. Yeah. They're not, no. they're not. But it, I mean, it took me a really long time of eating the way that I do now to yeah. get back to that. Mm. Um and I I don't use salt very much at all anymore. Sure. Like all of my taste buds are completely changed. So you go because of like the, my continuous habits, yep. I guess. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Cool. What other objections do you get in regards to nutrition times a good one
1: Time time is would be the biggest one Yep Um I don't know how to use it So I think that the illusion of a meal plan to people is part laziness so Yes uh, they don't and, – and we were talking about this before we put the podcast. I said yeah. we should have recorded it. Oh, no, it. we
0: should have recorded I know.
1: But we're, we're here now. Yeah. So the the illusion that that's going to fix everything yeah. is there, right? So someone gets a meal plan off of you, they eat to the meal plan, they lose 10 kilos, they go, oh, I don't need to train with you anymore, or boss lost my, my goal weight, whatever the story is. Mm. Uh, Then they go away. What are they going to do? Yeah. Like, what what are they going to do? They're going to eat that meal plan for the rest of their life? Probably not. Because, again, meal plans are quite dull Mm -hmm. because they have to be made that way. They have to be simple. Just repetitive. It's mundane. It's the same. Correct. And so then everyone's like, I'm eating the same stuff. That's a big objection as well. I hate eating the same stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those little bits and pieces. Whereas, if you learn, it's hard. It is hard. Like we said, different language. But if you learn, at the start how to do it. Yeah. You know how to do it for the rest of your life. It's a skill that you've obtained to for the rest of your life. So when they do leave you, they still know what they're gonna eat because they're educated. Exactly. Yeah. Well that's
0: the point, isn't it? And, and we touched on that at the start, self education. It's so important. Like you've just gotta like, you know, if you if you when you leave school, you go to university to become a lawyer, a doctor, whatever. Yeah. Um so you put it in that time and you continually do professional development. Life is no different. Yeah. You've still got to do personal development no matter what you're doing. We learn, we we educate, we evolve. Yeah. So health and fitness should be no different to that, should it? It's put some extra time, invest in yourself. Invest and, in yourself. And it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier in the long run, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. It's um my concern my concern with everyone is is that Everyone's so concerned about what the Kardashians' lipstick is or like um, what the new sportswear is that they can get from for the gym and a lot less concerned about what they're consuming. And yeah. it's like, well, hey, this, that also to me makes no sense. All those materialistic things that you're concerned about, are not gonna be there for no. your life. Like you're the only you're the only person who's gonna be there for you for your entire life, right? Exactly. So why would you not put that time into treating yourself better? And I know people who are scared of dying and all kinds of things, but they still eat like crap. And yeah, it's like, you if, would you would you not want to at least try to make your Lifelong and prosperous or would you not want to do everything you possibly can yeah. not to pick up you know diseases and things like that later on in life you, you don't want osteoporosis mm. or any bone health issues all of those sorts of things that can be reduced the, the chance of you getting them is reduced yeah. by treating yourself better that's right yeah, yeah so absolutely. I, I don't understand why everyone puts so much time and and thought and you know education into educating themselves about things that aren't going to matter for them and and their health is put down the bottom of the pile
0: unfortunately it is um but people you're you're right that's that's exactly how people should think but they they can't think ahead that they're very present in the circumstances around them you know sorting our kids work yeah um family, husband, wife, whatever it may be, they're not yeah. actually going, hang on a second, what what's my life going to look like in five years' time if I stay exactly yeah. in the same position I'm in now? Yeah, exactly. Probably more stressed, more tired. Yeah. Body's going to start breaking down, you know. Yeah, it, yeah it's a hard one. And I get it because we've all been there. Yeah. But you've got to you've gotta prioritise your health. You're no good to anyone if you, if you don't. 100%. Yeah. And
1: work's a big one while you say that. Yeah. Um, people seem to... Um, put a lot of effort into their job which is great like yeah. That's wonderful that you care about your job enough to do that and, you know, you want to develop in your job and things like that. You want to progress, all of that sort of thing. But yes. at the end of the day, that's not going to be there at the end of the day either. People retire, like you move on from positions, all of that sort of stuff. Correct. So there's people that are in in their workplaces now that I have as clients who are doing overtime that they don't get paid for mm. and they're working ridi- some kind of ridiculous hours. Like they're doing like... Four plus hours a week that they're not getting paid for so putting in this extra time into this money job for someone else. and but telling me that they can't get to the gym to look mm. after themselves so when did your job become more important than you yeah like that's good point my way to look at it as well 100
0: percent. yeah no it is it is absolutely unfortunately we get caught up in the world of Hustle, hustle, hustle. Work, work, work. Got to work hard. Got to work hard. Got to work hard. But yeah. at the detriment of what?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. people. Well, people will keep taking that too. Yeah, so absolutely. More, and and then all of a sudden you say to you know your employer or whatever I don't want to work that much anymore. Or you start going home on time, and all of a sudden you're looked at like, "Well, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I'm got it's five o'clock. I'm going home. Oh yeah, but that needs finishing. But I'm tired. Yeah. I- but it's an expectation now because you've already set yourself up set to be that person yeah. that is staying back to finish things off.
0: Hundred percent. Exactly. Um, what else are we gonna talk about? I don't know. I feel <laughs> like
1: that's a pretty lot. A lot of a
0: lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. No, it is. Look. It- I guess at the end of the day, the point of this was to obviously openly talk about the the obstacles and roadblocks that people face with nutrition because it's it's nine times out of ten it is the biggest objection I get, and I'm sure you're the same. Um, You know, people don't understand calories; they refuse to track calories; they refuse to further invest in themselves in regards to learning about food, good nutrition. you know, or they'll go on a meal plan yep. under the proviso they don't have to track. Yeah. You know, which then six weeks later they're sick of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's.
1: Or they don't stick to it because they can't because no yep. one wants to eat chicken rice and broccoli for the rest of. The yeah, life.
0: that's exactly right. Yep. Um, or, or you know, they've got to go to a social event or they had you know several glasses of wine on the weekend or something like that, don't it? But um, I guess at the end of the day, it is what it is. You yep. know you. Calories are incredibly important. They're there. They they are there. That's regardless of if you want them
1: to be or not. No, that's right. So if you if
0: you want to lose weight or fat in particular, or if you want to change your physique or you know change your composition or just generally improve your health, yeah, you have to understand better nutrition. Yes, you can't be naive to the fact that it doesn't exist because it does. Yes. Um, you know, it's like throwing yourself into I don't know the middle of Mexico and trying to make your way around speaking yeah, English. It's, yeah, it's,
1: not understanding Mexican or something. Yeah,
0: like yeah. you are got to struggle. So uh, calories are no different. We're in a world now where there's more science, more evidence to support good optimal health. Yeah. But you've got to take the time to
1: learn. About learn. it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a coach a coach obviously will definitely be there to guide you yep. um, and be able to answer questions for you and things like that. But the best thing I did mm. was when I came to you and you started teaching me about this stuff, I went away and learned about it myself as 100%. well. Yeah. So I think that it's important for people not to have the expectation that – Like a coach or a PT is going to be able to tell you everything. Yeah. Um, but you should ask questions. Absolutely. Hundred percent should ask questions. Um, especially if your goal is to lose weight. Yeah. Um, or put or gain muscle or change your recompose. Like if you want to, if you want your body to look different, there's Mm. only one way to do that as well. Yeah, agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, and it shouldn't just be the focal focal point of just your 30-minute session or your one-hour session and then there's no contact outside of that. Like most good coaches will provide themselves, make themselves available yes. for questions outside of those hours because you're not going to learn a hell of a lot in that 30-minute because you're there to train anyway. Correct, right, yeah. Um, or if it's online coaching, same principles apply. So, But you, you still have to go over and beyond. Yeah. But on a personal level, you need yeah, to...
1: 100%, yeah, 100%. You have to do your own your own research into it yeah. as well because... Um, Otherwise, you're just not going to get the full story. It's really hard. I mean, you and I have been doing this, like, I've been doing this for years. You've been doing it twice as long as I have. Mm. So it's taken us a really long time to gain the amount of knowledge we have. And while we're extremely knowledgeable, without you telling us, like, without people telling us where your gap in your Mm. understanding is, we can't help either no, so right. without asking us questions we don't know that you don't know something until you tell us <laughs> that you don't know something right like yeah. a lot of people come to me and oh but what exercises do i need to do well all of them and what should, what should your diet look like <laughs> oh it's fine i eat pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah but i think that people think still think that they can out exercise a bad diet of course you yeah. can't no you, you can't you just can't do it no. it's not also it's not doing the right thing to your body you could be exercising mm. your ass off on 1200 calories and actually doing probably more damage to your body than pretty so.
0: and then wondering why the scales are going up too correct. yeah correct so, oh dear yeah
1: look we could go on about this I know. that's
0: why we're going to have long-term careers isn't it really <laughs> unfortunately but that's the point we're here to educate we're here to help so yes um When's this ebook um, mini course of yours coming out? Do you have a timeline? <laughs> I yet? don't have a, time you know, have a timeline. It's, yet? It's, no,
1: it's in my book of things. That, no, it, it will be coming out. Um, I'd like to have it out before the end of the year. Okay. Um, it's, only, it's only a small mini course, so it's the very, very basic fundamentals of it. So hmm. it talks about um, one thing that I bring up I found. Uh, works well is when i bring up um bmr so Mm. your basal metabolic Metabolic rate rate. with clients although that's not a full calculation of what your macro should be Mm. i feel like it demonstrates a really good understanding of why we need to eat the amount of calories we do so your basal, basal metabolic rate is if you woke up in the morning and you're lying completely still didn't move an inch how much, How many calories your body would need to consume just for your body to function the way that it's supposed to. So for your heart to pump, it's blood, for your liver to do its thing, for yeah. your, your lungs to cope, you know, work, yeah. for your diet, for all of that sort of internal stuff to happen. And I've never done a calculation with anyone whose basal metabolic rate is less than 1,200 calories, right? Go. So I do that to point out the fact that, you are not eating enough. If you are on those low calories, you are not consuming enough food mm. for your body to do its a very basic of functions. So how are you expecting it to then do an hour gym session? Yeah. Run around after kids, go to work all day, focus on what you're yeah. doing. Focus know. on what you're doing, your brain power, all of those sorts of things. Yep. If you're trying to consume twelve hundred calories, what's your body gonna do? It's gonna have a breakdown. It's not it's gonna, gonna, gonna do what it's supposed to. Tired. Yeah. It's not going to do what it's supposed to. People no. get brain fog at two o'clock. At yeah. two o'clock in the afternoon, you get your snack attack. Right? Yeah. Because you're not eating enough food, people. Like, just <laughs> eat some more food. <laughs> I'm not passionate about this at all. No, not at all. No, that's good.
0: That's good. That's why you're busy. That's good. Oh dear. All right. Well, yeah.
1: End of the year.
0: Probably. End of the year. There you go. Follow along on uh, on Kel socials. Up yourself training for that release, hopefully. Maybe it's early Christmas present for someone.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. I oh, will have to do this again, Kel. I'm sure we can be more specific. But, um, yeah, it's a, clearly a passion of both of ours just to provide education, I think, yes. um, at the end of the day. So, you know, if you haven't already, please follow along our socials because we both try and put up relevant content that's educational but also um, interesting, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, useful. Useful. Yeah, well, that's it, you know, and then share it, tag maybe, it.
1: Maybe... Uh relatable is the word i was looking for
0: well that's that's yeah relatable is actually really good because obviously with life experience you can be more relatable you're not making stuff up on the spot we're not 18 year old (laughs) pts that have just come out of college either lean tiny little
1: people that haven't had babies and stuff yet. (laughs) exactly all right thanks Kel. thanks for your time
0: we've just we are just done an hour so that was good good cool So if you have enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. Tag myself, Paul's Body Engineering. Tag Kelly at uh, at Up Yourself Training. Um, If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com, which, in fact, Kelly did design, do all the web detail for. So it's a very good website. Um, But other than that, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.